J-Man. Fighter of the Night Man. All right, yeah, that's enough of have you watched that episode of the Old Yes. Time? It's great. Isn't I haven't it? got to the musical one, though. They do a musical version. Oh, they do a musical later. version. There's actually yeah. a live version of that. It's very good. Yeah, I found a cover by Ace Waters on YouTube. I know, I watched it. Yeah, that's And fun. I was I was instantly, instantly disappointed. I love that guy. But then I immediately. He went, looks like a bearded version of Nick from. Well, a more bearded version of Nick from Continue Show. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Kind of. But then I went and I, uh, I watched Rod Stewart hanging out with James Corden in a car. Oh. And a little twinge, you're like, oh, I like Rod Stewart now. I didn't like him a couple of months ago. You love Rod. In Rod We Trust? Yeah, anyway, we should <laughs> intro the show. Welcome to Crit Apocalypse. Which one is it? 21! Congratulations. We are almost, we're so close to a year. Oh. It's almost... Been... Actually, it's almost like it'll be a year on episode 23, won't it? Because we've had two weeks yeah. now where we skipped We had week. two weeks where we skipped, so this would be episode 22. But thanks to yeah, time... We're back on schedule. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to time being linear, we can't go back and re-record. So, you know, fuck it. Sorry, guys. Sorry the universe let you down. Sorry your parents don't love you. But we love you. What yeah. news have we got? What craziness has happened to us? Um, well, we took a week off because of Eid. Um, yep. Yeah, obviously. Eid Mubarak. Yep. Mubarak, or whatever it is, they say. Um, and, uh, yeah, you got to do a review. Well... I, before we do a review, I am going to announce that Chris Apocalypse is now on Twitter. We are also on iPodder, Stitcher, iTunes, and SoundCloud. I don't know what any of those things are. There are they're po- podcast programs and radio stations. So if we're popular, if you vote for us and if you leave nice reviews for us, then we can, you know, we, it, it adds to our adds to our rating. And also contact us on um, contact us on Twitter. Because I love talking to people. I'm the one who manages the Twitter, so I'm a friendly face. And you've never seen my face. Fuck! Fuck! We've ruined it. No, it's, it's fine. It's okay, I can describe it. Um, no, no, no. You look kind of like Eric Stoltz. Can you... You can put mask. my Facebook picture up. You what? can put my Facebook picture up where I'm covered in jizz. I mean, sun cream. I mean, yeah. salty cream. I mean, jizz. Oh, anyway, so... Um, yes, this week, my first review... I'm on my email, so I'm just going to go back to my thing so I can bring out my reviews. My first review this week is going to be a little-known film called Sharknado 3. Oh, fuck. Oh, hell no. Chris Jericho's in this, isn't he? He is. He's also in Fozzy, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen him live twice. Yeah, he finally admitted that he's Mongoose McQueen a few years ago. Who? Mongoose McQueen's the lead singer of Fozzy. Oh, but everyone was like, no, it's quite clearly Chris Jericho. Like, I don't know who this guy is. Who gives a fuck? We're about to do about something. So anyway, Sharknado 3 is another in the Sharknado series of movies about oscillating weather conditions that create the perfect situation for a shark to fly up in the air and attack people. Apparently, it also causes sharks to become much like butter in texture because they can be sliced through with many implements. Oh. Yeah. It's because they designed one shark and they had a nice rig that they could split it apart on. Do and they're going to use that? Do you think these people know what they're doing no. to to the world? Is it like Jaws? Is it not really about the shark? It's fucking terrible. The yeah. worst. It's bad. You Is know Tara how they still in it. Yeah, Ugh. she mumbles away for a few scenes. Do you I'll still more taste about cigarettes that, in your mouth. More you about that later. That'd be hot. More about that later. So the setup for Sharknado Three is. The first one, it was some place. The second one, it was it was some other place. And this one, it's a bigger place. Oh, that's it. That's the sharks are in a fucking spinning spinning wind tunnel, whirling dervish, and they're sharks. flying about the place. 
biting people and killing people. Frankie Muniz is there. I oh, thought he shit. was better than this. What's that film he was in where he was a pizza delivery guy superhero? Was it Pizza Man or something like that? Have you not seen that? No. No. Oh. No. <laughs> so, all right. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna just um, spoilers. Frankie Muniz dies. Fuck yes. Uh, Mark Cuban, isn't it? Isn't it? I didn't know who that was until I googled Mark Cuban. In the film, I thought he was the same guy who played the bad guy in The Mask with Jim Carrey. No, I always thought the guy who played the bad guy in The Mask was um, Robert Darby, and then I realised it wasn't. No, I kind of thought it was Robert Darby <laughs> yeah. for a while as well. But no, um, it's, he looks like, you know at the end of The Mask where he gets all puffed up and he's got the green face? Yeah. He looks like that if the face was pink. That's what Mark Cuban looks like. You sure it's you're not looking at... Um... fucking stupid. And he's he's the President of the United States. He's like, I'm indicting you into the order of the chainsaw. Because he chainsaws sharks, doesn't he? Because it's fucking hilarious, face. isn't it? It's fucking stupid is what it is. They have a gun that shoots electric rays that stops the Sharknado. It's just shit, man. What is this? Pizza Man starring Frankie Muniz. Alright, well, I'll probably watch that. Anyway, <laughs> Sharknado 3 is just so fucking bad. And Sharknado 2 was bad. Sharknado 1, Sharknado 1 was campy and stupid. And people were like, oh, this is campy and stupid. I'm kind of into this. But then just they kept doing it. And they're just getting worse. I've explained my stance on Asylum films before. Those guys do not give a shit what no, they're making. No, they don't. But that's and the thing, right? Do you think not that the right they... sort of not give a shit? I don't then. think. I don't think it is that they don't give a shit. I think they're trying to make a good film on the lowest possible budget. I don't think they are. The least amount of effort. There's no passion, no but love in But that's the thing. There, like, me. if you just wanted to do Transformers, you would just have the story of boy. They did though. They did Transformers. Like, Transformers wasn't anything to do with the story mm. of Transformers. It wasn't even an attempt to do the same thing. They tried to make an original piece, you but seen banked... Transformers too. But then they banked on the name being the draw by mistake because they didn't think that it was a strong enough product to sell. Transformers wasn't even good enough to shine the GoBot shoes, man. So fucking bad. But all of their films are bad. Shame but I think they're died. bad because they're just bad at making films. I don't think they're bad because they want them to be. They don't it's knock out these... Titanic 2, haven't you? Yeah. <sighs> but I just think that, that bad films exist, right? There are bad films out there. There are films like Miami Connection that are bad because they're poorly made, because in to- incompetent people did it. But they did it with every fucking ounce of it's their the being. Wood theory. Every tiny little film. iota of their being was put into that fucking yeah. thing. That is celluloid perfection based solely on the fucking beautiful emotions yeah. that are being cascaded at you from these incomprehensible idiots. And they're trying so hard and it's just lovely. But then you watch something like Sharknado and you've got this Iron Zurin guy who looks like he's just got out of a coma. He does a Tom Cruise and runs across the beachfront, and you look at it, you go, "You're 50 years old. When Stop it." Titanic, where their um, their big star wasn't even Shane Van Dyke; it was the guy who was in X Men, wasn't it? The one who was Senator Kelly in X Men. And um, oh yeah, he spends the whole film sat inside what's basically a helicopter interior set. Nice. Like, ugh, fuck those films. I've done one Asylum film review on my channel. I'm not doing it on my website. I've not watched a few in the hopes that you know Michael J. White. Michael, Michael Jai, Jai White, sorry, yeah. might elevate the proceedings, but it doesn't. <laughs> Black Everything is so bad. He threw that shit before he came in the room. I just wish that they, you know, like Arachnaquake, <laughs> like they that was a hit it and quit it moment. Arachnaquake, it's stupid, it's silly. We've done it. Mega Shark, fine, done. Isn't there a three-headed shark film coming yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. There's they should like, do a prequel the, to like, those films, like man. Octo Shark, and now they've got Octo Shark versus Were Whale. And like werewolf. Just, yeah, it's like a werewolf whale. It's a giant whale werewolf man thing. And it's ridiculous. Wouldn't a whale be a man who turns into a whale? No, it's a man who turns into a whale wolf. 
Yeah. So, like, that shit's campy and stupid, and it's like the schlocky 80s stuff, but done with CGI, which is what makes it bad. If they did it with practical effects and they had it a bit like the flight was like gross and it's humorous and it's like stupid and it's still shitty, but it's shitty in a way that you've actually tried. You haven't just plugged your MacBook into it. In or like something. 10, 15 years, like Red Letter Media are going to have their films on the wheel of the worst, man. Yeah. They're going to be spinning around. They're going to get that Sherlock Holmes film, which is pretty much a Doctor Who film. Yeah. <laughs> just or, there. They're just sitting there like they're like, hey, you remember the asylum? Because they're old now. So yeah. I imagine they're going to be 900 by the What? Time. What? 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 You remember that Fuck movie? movies. You remember the Power Rangers with the Power Rangers Rangers? That's right, Jay. <laughs> and on to the next segment. Shut the fuck up, you piece <laughs> of fucking shit. We're going off on a tangent. I give Sharknado an Adam Sandler. It is shit. It is deplorable shit. But I would rather watch Sharknado 3 than Pixels. Didn't go see um, Pixels, did you? No. no. But would you rather watch Pixels than Sharknado 3? I want to see Pixels. Which would you rather watch? If you if if someone had a gun to your head and they said, I'm going to make you watch a fucking movie. Fuck, man. Which would you rather? I'd take the gun to my head. You just, you'd take the bullet? Fuck yeah. You'd ride the lightning. I refuse to review, review any more Asylum films. Yeah, but you don't need to review it. You just need to watch it. It's an hour and a half of your life then gone. Again, I got through Jack and Jill. Pixels can't be as bad as Jack and Jill. Have you seen the reviews? Nah. They're really bad. Does Armand White like it? Once Armand White likes it, I know it's utter shit. He thinks the Transformers films are masterpieces. I haven't. I don't know. I don't even know who that is. Oh, he's terrible. He got in a strop because he got kicked off of Rotten Tomatoes ratings. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, so shall I review a thing? Yeah, review a thing. Go on, We're going to start ahead. with an with an ickle game that I've been playing called Card Hunter. It's really, really nice. I liked the look of it when I first saw it because it looked a bit like Hero Quest, and I am on a quest, a, a quest of sorts. To find a new hero quest, I would love a new version of Hero Quest. I would love it Wait, if Milton Bradley, game. yeah, if Milton Bradley just released the fucking board game Wait, again. Can, can you get it on eBay? Should I buy? Yeah, hero you probably quest? could. It's great, man. How but much is what how it, much is? Is it Like, what's a good price of Hero Quest? I don't know. Probably about twenty, thirty quid. You'd be lucky if you can get ones with the pieces in good condition and all the pages that you oh, need. It has pieces. It's one yeah. of those games. I've got a copy somewhere, but it got trodden on a lot. Could just buy the pieces. Anyway, this game, it looks like Hero Quest at first glance. You get like a board and it's got a bunch of rooms <laughs> or layout on it. Yeah. Um, the way it works is you have like your little characters who are player pieces and you can buy new player pieces so you can change them around. Because yeah. it's a free to play game. Um, so you have your pizza slices or your money. Um, and you have like, you draw a set of cards for each character you've got. You've got three characters on your team. Yeah. And every item you have comes with a set of cards attached to it. So the way you build your character is you choose what items you want to make sure you've got the powers that complement each other. So say like uh, my wizard's got a power that boosts his lightning attack on his one of his arcane artifacts. Yeah. So you want to give him a staff that has lightning attacks on it and things like that. But you do want to mix it up a bit because you want to have flame attacks and things for different situations. Um, and every turn you play your moves. You might only have one move card so you can only move once and you've got to think tactically. It's like a tactical battle strategy thing. But it's all wrapped up in the guise of being a tabletop RPG. You know, complete with a GM playing against you, telling the story. Yeah. Um, you can play online and all this sort of stuff. What's brilliant about it, if you watch my video, you'll see, um, it's a free-to-play game that doesn't nag you to buy stuff. Like, there's, I don't believe you. There's no energy system yeah. to stop you from playing. Like, if you beat a dungeon, then it goes into a cooldown for 24 hours, but you can still play it just for lesser rewards. So if you want to get a little bit of X, if you want to play it again because you like playing those battles and practice, you can again. But after 24 hours, it resets so you can play it as it was originally. But um, as you play through the game, 
they give you pizza slices to buy like certain things to go. Oh, here's you can buy Wait, character pizza cards. slices. Pizza slices are your um your premium currency, as it were, in the game. The one that you can buy if you want to buy new stuff. Okay. Um, but as you go through the tutorials and the first few levels of the game, they give you those pizza slices to buy things in the game. But it doesn't make you buy them. You can just exit out and carry on. And the developers even say in the game, you don't have to spend them now. You can just keep these pizza slices handy and save them for later. Um, there's a whole bunch of dungeons that are sold in packs with extra character cards and stuff like that. And you can buy any part of that individually that you want rather than buying the full thing in a bundle. So if you don't want all the character cards, you can just buy the bundle of the books or you can buy the individual dungeon part of that adventure. Okay. Um, really nicely designed. So if you want the sci-fi looking dwarf, you can buy just the sci-fi looking dwarf. Or you can buy the complete sci-fi set. Um, they've got other things in there, like they've got this membership thing, doesn't cost too much. Like you'd have enough pizza slices after like two of the tutorials to pay for it for a week. Yeah. Um, where every time you open your treasure chest, you get a bonus item. So it'll be a bonus item that's at least as rare as the rarity you're at now. So like a, it'd be like a daily, daily. Gift. You'll get it every level you complete. Oh. So you'll get a bonus every time you finish a stage. So like some dungeons have three or four stages in them, so you'll get one every time you complete a stage. It's really fairly designed. It doesn't nag you. It doesn't push you. Um, you can play online and play against people on there. If you can't find an online game, it'll put you against an AI, so you can play against Gary, the GM. So if you have any troubles getting general against, manager, yeah, because it's, it's a tabletop RPG he's your GM oh. he's your character talking to you all the time he doesn't quite understand things and has a crush on the pizza delivery girl this sounds a lot like Talisman it's got a like um, what's the one that's really similar to it a while ago that Talisman. I was playing I don't know I never played Talisman was it like a tabletop RPG simulator yeah you get like a board and the board has like six. it reminds me of what's on that one side? that you played on oh Knights of Pen and Paper yeah oh right okay it reminds cool. me a little bit of that, that but a strategy game rather than a turn based okay. combat okay um but I did a video a couple of weeks ago, a week ago or so ago, um, and I'm really enjoying it. It could do with scaled up graphics because it was designed for a web browser originally, mm. and they put it on PC. And when you upscale it to 1080p, the the font hasn't scaled with it, uh, so the font's tiny. Is it on Android? Um, I, no, I think it's only web browser only. I don't think they've done uh, an Android version. Yeah. It would be very tricky to play on Android with that. But um, there's nice little details. Like every time you're looking, you're always looking at the table, mm. and you can move the camera around, and you can see like um, playing cards and dice and stuff like that lying around it. Yeah, so you see like the- yeah. It's got that, you know, like micro-machines when you can see other parts outside the table, you see pens and stuff like that. Um, but it's a really nicely designed game, really fun. It's pretty tricky, but it will always give you a hint, and the hints are actually useful hints. It is literally, do you have Trollsbane? Fucking equip that dude. But I'm really liking it. I think it's a really good RPG, and it's free. And okay. It's the sort of thing where I would consider buying the expansion packs for it. I haven't brought any of the expansion individual levels because I'm trying to decide if I want to buy the full bundle. Yeah. Because they're about um, $12.99, $11.99 for the bundles. One of them's $19.99, but it is a lot in there. There's like 11 adventures so wait, and how much is 10 the characters. Expansion altogether? Um, the free expansion separately would probably be about 35 40 quid, I think. Hmm. Actually, I think it's in dollars, so it might be cheaper. Yeah, it might be like £26, yeah. £75. Yeah. But there's a lot of... They've got three separate full adventures and each one's like 11, 12 levels. Some of them are level specific, so you need characters that are like level 7 or 8 or 18 or something. Yeah. Um, the first bundle pack you can buy, it scales to whatever level you're at. Um, there's also this section called Move Manticore, which is levels created by other players. Oh, cool. And apparently they're ridiculously difficult and kind of... Um, like puzzles to try and solve. Yeah. I haven't done them yet because I've got it there, but I don't want to go near it because I've heard they're difficult. Okay. But um, there's no penalty for losing. If you lose, you just retry the battle. That's cool. Yeah. And then there's no none of that bullshit where your character's health, you have to wait for it to regenerate. Just when you're on the next battle, they're back to full health. Cool. 
So it's a really fairly designed, nicely made, free-to-play RPG. They'll change that because they're not making enough money. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's been going for two years, apparently, on oh, really? web browser, and now it's on Steam. The first day it was on Steam, their servers couldn't handle it anymore. So they had to upgrade the servers a whole bunch. I've got a gross thing in my nose. Sweet. You should eat it. No, I'm not going to eat it. I'm going to put it in this can here. I'm anyway, sure. you review something. Well, wait, wait, wait a second. Wait a cotton-picking minute there, sir. Um, dealing with your bogey. I am dealing with my bogey. That's gone now. Um, I'm, I'm also enjoying my delicious Hogan, which I'm going to take another sip of. <laughs> Just before I start talking. One second, ladies and gentlemen, there's technical difficulties here. Isn't that the song from Community? Whenever they're listening to something, like they put the radio on and there's always that really simple ditty and it's just like... Da, 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 da. I've not seen Community in ages. Oh, it's such a good series. Anyway, my next review, ladies and gentlemen, holding there, sitting, waiting, bated breath, gently glistening out, moisture excavating your body, I am going to talk about something brand new, brand spanking new. No one's ever heard of it before. You might have heard of it. That's why you're listening. Halo 2. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Halo 2... From the Master Chief Collection. It's got upgraded visuals, don't you know? And it You're looks milking that Master Chief Collection for reviews. <sighs> Look, right. You should play Alpha Bear. What? You should play Alpha Bear. What? It's a game where you like make words and then the words turn into bears. Fuck and, that shit. And it makes hilarious little... Oh! Oh, I'm sure they're funny. Do people put the word penis in? Well. <laughs> I may have used the word bonus. All right. And did I you, got, wait, did you put boner jams or just boners? No, and it came up with that. I enjoy a warm glass of boners before bread. <laughs> before bed. I said bread. Yeah, but yeah. um, yeah. Some people like our carbohydrates with some dick. Alphabet, anyway, I'm going to talk about Halo 2, which is a game... God, it's going to be like... It's ten years old now. Yeah, ten years. Um, It's been re-released in the Master Chief Collection. It's excellent. It's as good as it was before, if not better. One of the nice little features is you can downgrade the visuals so you can see it as it was before. And my God, time has gone on. I've been talking to that person. That you Ducks know. Ahoy. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, been tweeting at her as Chris Apocalypse. She probably thinks it's you. She's yeah. like, oh, Ant is so charming. Why is he so charming all of a sudden? <laughs> she not talk about that. She's American. Why is it? Why is this American? <laughs> why does Ant got all charming like? Anyway, <laughs> you're reviewing Halo 2, which anyway, we played 10 years ago. Yeah, which we, which it was a common folk played 10 years ago. Games are cyclical. <laughs> they come back around. Just like beepers. <laughs> yeah. One second, I've got a message on my booper. <laughs> my booper. Anyway, so um, I'm becoming hysterical. It's this Hogan. Um, so, yeah, Halo 2. Um, one of the things that I um, I really, really liked on um, Halo before was the multiplayer. Like, the problem is that back then, multiplayer, I didn't play it online. I played it with people in a room. Yeah, so now we did in the old days. Yeah, now when I'm playing online multiplayer, they're four, four versus four people. Yeah. And it's generally. nice. It's actually really nice. You know how on, like Battlefield's like, oh, you've got 64 people and it's just a fucking chaotic mess. Battlefield only really works, I think, if people are playing it the right way. Yeah, the, all right. Sometimes. All right. Jesus Christ. Now you're going to tell people to stop praying person. away the gay. I do know my <laughs> Battlefield. No, you don't. No, you don't. Clearly, kids. Do, don't know my Battlefield. Oh. Which one of us has got their name in the credits of two Battlefield games? It's me. 
Not you. It's me. It's, it's, it's definitely me. It's definitely me. You're lying. You're lying. <laughs> I worked on Bad Company, for God's sake. Bad Company! And the expansion packs for Battlefield 2142. Because I'm Bad Company! <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Halo 2 is great. Multiplayer is fantastic. They um, did the smart thing. They didn't try and increase the amount of players playing in each map. So you've got four versus four. The weapons are all as you remember them being. Fantastic. Great. Hit detection. Great. It's all Super well smashing done. Great. Very, 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 very impressed. I'm glad I didn't play it from release, though, because it was a shit show, apparently. Well, the whole collection was, wasn't yeah. it? It was a mess. But, um, but um, I'm, I'm looking forward to next month, or well, the next podcast, because I'm going to be reviewing Halo 3. And Halo 3 has ODST as like a download content add-on. Yeah. So I've bought ODST, so I'm going to do Halo 3 and Halo ODST all in one. See, those people love movie. ODST. and I've I really like it. I liked it much. I really liked it because it was a little bit more stealthy, a little bit more, you've had to think about it, a little bit more difficult because you didn't have the light. Halo Reach in the collection, it's not, is it? No. That's, to me, that's the best Halo game. Freaking... I didn't like Reach. I fucking loved that game. Bad company. Um, anyway, so uh, I would, yeah, I'd recommend it. I'd give this a William Sadler. You can't buy them individually, can you? You have to buy the whole no, collection. Buy the whole... But it's only like 20 quid now. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, um, yeah William Sadler. It's uh, fantastic. And also, you know, he feels ridiculous. Or I ridiculous. feel ridiculous. Yeah, I look ridiculous. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, really, really, really entertained so far. Um, tune in next time for my review of Halo 3 and Halo 3 ODST. Nah, that's alright. Fuck you. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Right, okay, so I'm going to review next a film I watched last night. James Joplin's also very free. No. Joplin. No. Joplin for coins. No. Why Joplin for dollars. Joplin. No. Joplin I watched for days. Ex Machina by um, Alex Garland. It's Alex Garland, isn't it? <gasps> Jennifer Connelly. Hold on. Yeah, Alex Garland. He the... of the beach fame and he of who wrote Dread. Yep. And maybe directed it. Yeah, maybe. The rumours. He also uh, wrote one of my favourite films, Sunshine. Sunshine, yep. True. He one writes a lot of films. films. Yeah. But, that um, was that was the first film where I was like Chris Evans. Yeah, good. He actor. might be all right. Well, he'd make a good Captain America. Oh, <laughs> I also thought to myself, Josh Hartnett probably should have played that role. But mm. I'm glad he didn't. Josh Hartnett's got no eyes. Josh Hartnett has an awesome beard growing ability, though. Yeah. Do you have you seen Thirty Days of Night recently? No. Fantastic beard. Anyway, Ex Machina Bear is about um, Dom Hall Gleason. Doom Hall. Dom Dom Dom. Um, he gets. Once wins a competition, sort of wins. He may have been selected. He was selected. Does he get a free CD? No, but Does he, he gets taken to DVD a like middle me? of nowhere. Yep. Which is clearly Norway. Yep. And he gets to like hang out with Oscar Isaacs for a bit. He's got a beard and he's a bit of a self-indulgent jerk. Wait, you mean Apocalypse? Yeah. Ivanus and <laughs> so Ivanus has like a robot that he's yeah. made, and okay. it's an AI. Is it like his crow people? Because they weren't great. Yeah, <laughs> they weren't. They weren't uh, great villains. But they he's weren't like, even as good as putties. Talk to our robot and see if it passes the Turing test. Except it's not really a Turing test because you know it's a robot. But whatevs, we're going to see if it's a proper AI. If you think by the end of it, it is an artificial life, and then the story sort of goes in a, it goes in the sci-fi parable direction. It's very much like an Outer Limits episode, which Alex Garland's one of them directors who I think would probably. One of those writers who would love to do that sort of thing quite often. Are we going to talk about the Outer Limits after you've done your review? No. Damn it. But um, it's a really nicely made, nice, really nicely shot film. Um, I, I am pretty much convinced he shot Dread. 
there's some very similar like tones going on in there. One of my favorite scenes in that film is the dance scene. Yeah, we just saw in the night. Yeah, there's a lot of 2001 references with the way certain shots are done in the. Well, it's the fact that like, it's the fact that dance. Great in them, yeah. That dance. I've specifically done a similar dance. Tear up this fucking dance floor. Yeah, I've done a similar dance with a with a beer bottle in hand. Yeah, and then just like gone into a dance. I've done that, and uh, there's um a I certain really relate to a man who loves a machine. There's a certain plot twist in it which I kind of saw coming a mile away. Um, not not gonna spoil it. It's a really, really well-made film. Really, <laughs> I'm not going to spoil. He is the thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's Kurt Russell. No, <laughs> no, he's actually like a, a knight in Azeroth. Um, no, Donald Gleeson, isn't he? He's in, he's in Warcraft. Who gives a fuck? That film looks fucking good. I haven't seen it. I saw the teaser trailer thing. Well, the thing that was cammed from thing. And it was literally like five minutes of orcs having a drama. Like, it wasn't even like, we're orcs, we're going to smash. It's literally like, his wife's pregnant and we're having a quiet moment together. Really nice. I just don't care about Warcraft. I don't care about fantasy films in general. Like, I struggle to get through Lord of the Rings. And I struggle even more now that The Hobbit exists. Because I know that's a fucking pile of tripe. Well, you shouldn't watch them. Like, I, Warcraft's I miss a lot the more days of and fun. Pork the sci-fi. Slayer. Yeah, you got that in there. And like, and like you've got things like uh, Krull. I miss Krull. The <laughs> There's a reference where... to Krull in um, Warcraft somewhere. Is sure there? Is. Yeah. Yeah, can you get a glaive and fight I've, a demon? You probably can. <laughs> Beast <laughs> Man? Beast Master, sorry? Yeah. Um, X Machina's nicely done. It's a very good character study type film. Beast it's very Juice. much about like philosophical questions and stuff. What is life? Who? What is it truly living? Who's manipulating who? What do we use to manipulate people? I'm guessing it's the robot you know, that question's thing. being asked. Yeah, but... um. Yeah, really nicely done. I think to me, if I see a sci-fi film that's friggin' that could be an episode of The Outer Limits or Twilight Zone, they've done it well. If they, it's a good, it's, you know, you're done. You've done a good sci-fi. If it can feel like one of those episodes. Interesting question. Someone, someone asked me, not on Twitter, but in real life, because I interact with people. Yeah. Um, someone asked me if I think that um, that Doomhill Gleason, hmm. Doomhill, Doom, Doomhill Gleason, Domhnall. I don't know. Um, someone asked me if, if I think that he's also a robot. Not in that, no. And also um, Oscar Isaac. Nah. If they were also robots. They kind of bled a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but the reason that they asked me the question was that when you see the house, mm. it doesn't look lived in. No. It doesn't look like people exist there. No, true, but he's so also very was, rich. They thought it was some sort of experiment. They They made it seemed like it was some sort of experiment where each of them was a robot of varying degrees. So you had the ex machina where it was the woman that looked like a robot, and you had Oscar Isaacs so that was a robot that could bleed, and possibly had organs that it relied on to power it, and then you had Doomhill Gleason who could bleed, but didn't have organs, and was told that it was human. And then the interaction of each of those robots. And someone said that that was an aspect that they picked up on, they felt like that was, that was part of the film. I don't know if that's true, nah. but it does give it an interesting twang. It gives it an interesting eye because it doesn't look like the house. Just because the house isn't lived in, yeah. But he's rich and he's got a maid. Yeah, but it doesn't look like people eat there. You don't see people eat very often. Yeah. You see Doomhill Gleason eat once. Yeah. But he's very rich and has a very tidy house. Oh, so that means you don't have to fo- eat food. Rich people have a very tidy house. And he drinks alcohol. He could just be Bender. It could yeah. just be the Futurama <laughs> prequel that we've it always waited for. But yeah. What checks Machina? Yeah, I'd recommend that as well. I'd give that a solid William Sandler. Yeah. Now say words. Alright, well, I, I, I'm going to figure out. You need to like not be drinking as you say words. Ah! God damn it. I know, right? 
I do it every time. It makes you sound terrible. I know, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to get close to the microphone. I'm going to make love to the microphone. I'm going to get real close. Um, my next review is for a little-known film called Ted 2. Wow. Or, as as it's been subtitled, I believe, How I Stopped Worrying and Learned to Love the Bomb. Yes. That's that's the subtitle. I'm, I'm correct in saying that? Feels like it. It does. So I think Ted 2 is an okay film. <coughs> Lovely. That's it. You burp in the mic, yes. I think it's a, I think it's an okay film. I don't think it's a great film. I don't think it's even really a very funny film for a lot of its for a lot of its runtime. I just think it's fine. Written by an unfunny idiot. Well, you say that and he seems to want to be funny so badly. Like okay, so here's here this is going to turn it all with. That tasted wrong. Good. Tastes like that tastes a bit like throw up, but it's Lovely. fine. It's fine. So, um, so Seth MacFarlane isn't a funny man. He no, isn't. He's that's kind of a that's, terrible person. He's he's kind of a terrible person. Too. But anyway, so Seth MacFarlane isn't a funny man, and a million to, a million ways to die in the West is something that we reviewed here, wasn't it? Well, you did. I did. Yeah. It isn't a funny film. It isn't a great film, but there are a couple of jokes I liked. Namely, the jokes in which Sarah Silverman and Giovanni Ribisi talked about anal sex. That was fine. One yeah. brief little fleeting moment I laughed. And then also the idea that people dying from a splinter and the doctor being just completely incontrovertible, useless. Right. Is, it, I found funny for a brief moment. I laughed when he was like, Doc, what were you meant to do? He had a splinter. Ha 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 ha! It's so merry! I made noises from my mouth that made me laugh. Yeah. Sound like laughs. And then I watched Ted 2, and it happened a couple more times. Do they make more but, references to Flash Gordon? But my problem... Yeah, lots. Uh, but my problem with Ted 2 is they picked such a stupidly, badly timed idea for the plot. Yeah. The idea of someone fighting for their right to have every... Um, to have every... Opportunity that other people have is it mirrors the fight for gay rights and the gay f- and transgender rights and all this other stuff that's happening right now in a way that it makes it hard to find a comedy about that subject when it's a talking fucking teddy bear palatable it makes it very difficult to sympathize with someone when most of the comedy is around that idea and really you're dehumanizing an argument that's actually happening now for people that genuinely well, yeah, he have goes stuff about rights but then half the jokes Seth MacFarlane does are freaking homophobic yeah, transphobic yeah and, and about fat the people the trailer had a massive it, transphobic joke in it yeah I, I, I mean like, I just it's fucked up that's, that's my problem is that you could make a funny film about Ted being mass produced by someone like Hasbro because Hasbro is the villain in the film alright Actual Hasbro. Not Actual Hasbro. Like okay, that. fuck it, right? That's it. Spoiler time. Spoiler mode. Spoiler mode, spoiler mode, spoiler mode. We're doing the Terminator Genesis thing again. I'm sorry. So, we open up on Ted Don't and his wife are arguing. They've just married. They're arguing. They can't get on. So, Ted decides they're going to adopt a child. In doing so, they apply for a child, but it turns out that doing that has caused the government to become aware that Ted is an inanimate object that's come to life, thus not a person, and more property. And so Ted has to fight for his rights to be considered a human being, so his marriage is valid, his relationship is valid, his friendships are valid, his job is valid, so he can just be a person, so he can just function in the world. Right? They take it to the local court, and they fail miserably. They, they, they lose the case. 
But then they take it to the to the to the big court. What's it called for the whole of the country, whatever it is in America? How the broken fucking law system works. But anyway, they take it to in front of the grand jury, and the grand jury have to decide whether or not Ted can be considered a human. On the on the on the sides, you've got Donnie, the villain from the first one who had the child. Donnie is still trying to get Ted, but what he's told Hasbro, the company that makes various toys in real life. That if they get Ted and they siphon out those that magic that's inside of him, they can they can make multiple Teds. All right. And they can make it so a toy, so every kid can have this friend for life, this Thunder Buddy. So he's going to help Hasbro do that by making sure that Ted loses the case and is considered property, so they can steal him and only have to pay a small legal fee or have a small. Um, penalty incurred for theft of goods instead of actual kidnapping and so on and so forth, as it would be if he was human. Alright, that's the plot. Needless to say, Donnie fails. Hasbro fails. They cut all ties. Ted's fine. There is one joke that made me very happy. David Warburton is in this movie. David Warburton. As is the man who played Worf in Star Trek. Michael Dorn. Yes, and there is a scene where those two, as gay lovers, very happy in their relationship... You mean Patrick Warburton? Patrick Warburton. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. As gay lovers, they go to Comic-Con. Patrick Warburton, who does he dress as? Joe from Family. No. Wolf. No. Hellboy. No. Who is Patrick Warburton famous for playing? Oh, the Tick. He goes as the Tick. Mm. And who does who does Wolf go as? Is he goes Worf? as Wolf, no. and they're picking on the nerds at Comic Con, and it made me laugh just to see those two dressed, and they're like, like damn nerds, and it's like it's a little bit like it's a little bit like, oh, that's sweet, because they know that nerds made their made their. It's just like a nice little knowing joke that they are they are nerds themselves. It's not specific, you know. Anyway, so that's besides the point. That made me laugh. But anyway, so they go to Comic Con, they capture Donny, they stop him from stealing Ted. Ted is declared a human because he can love, despite the fact that he is a mass-produced piece of piece of toy. Hasbro toy. He can love. He can interact. He has his own mind. He is able to adopt a child. His relationship continues being this horrible, horrible situation. He's just married because marriage is right. And he can't actually have sex. He doesn't have any any nerves. So he can't feel interaction with other human beings. It's a very sad depression. Life. He might not even die. That's the crazy thing. This might actually be a horror film. Oh, sweet. When you think about it. But anyway, so, um, so yeah, they fail. Amanda Siegfried gets with Mark Wahlberg because Mark Wahlberg is a 44 year old man and Amanda Siegfried is 27. But obviously, 27 year olds today, 44 year olds. Mila Kunis left because John couldn't get over his relationship with Ted. Wasn't that the whole point in the first film? Yeah, but that's written over in the first 15 seconds. Jesus. Yep. So anyway, so yeah, just, uh, not, not a great, not a great film. Not really a great film. It's okay. It's like vanilla. I'm going to give it a Harrison Ford. I'd probably care more if it cared more, but it doesn't care anymore. No, Harrison Ford doesn't care. Yeah. He might not even know where the fuck he is half the time. So, yeah, that's my review of uh, of Ted 2. I just, uh, I just, yeah, I really get the feeling they just don't give a shit. Seth MacFarlane doesn't. He's got family guy money. Yeah, that's true. He just doesn't care. Like, I wish he did. I wish he did. Yeah. But he, he has a cartoon face. He doesn't so have to fight him. for anything anymore. He's not on the underside, like, trying to make something good. He doesn't care. Yeah. Family Guy signed through for another, like, what, ten years or some shit? Who fucking knows? Don't you wish that American Dad was, was more popular than Family Guy? Yeah, it's better than Family Guy most of the time. Yeah, I really like American Dad. I don't like Family Guy. Hmm. 
American Dad, I still love that joke. I've got a feeling Seth MacFarlane doesn't really write much on that. I get the feeling that's well, some, people. Yeah, feeling yeah. some people. Yeah, some people. Because they, they do, like, do you remember the musical episode with the um, with the, the hot tub? Yeah. And it had the song Daddy's Gone. It's actually a fucking incredible the R&B song. Um, actually, in the first series, Patrick uh, Stewart singing Little Girls. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Anyway, yeah. Or when so they killed a hundred and someone characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <when> they <laughs> had the... load of characters, they just drive off the edge of the cliff. Anyway. Do you remember the one with the flood? But then Kirsten Shaw is uh, the woman who no, slept with. I haven't seen that one. I haven't watched it for years. But it's better. <laughs> yeah. um, my next review is going to be a really good cartoon. Okay. By the name of Bojack Horseman. I thought you were going to say Thundercats. And Thundercats. Thundercats is awesome. Even the really new series of Thundercats, that was quite good. The new one. By did. the power of Grayskull! That's He-Man. She-Man? That's, yeah, She-Man. Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, no. <laughs> That's cruel. I actually fully support you, Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner? Caitlyn. Caitlyn Jenner. I, uh, I didn't mean that. That feels horrible. I feel like we need to cry. edit that out. Made a... I, I, I don't want to make her cry. You made a cry. We have transgender friends. Like, well, you have one transgender friend that I know. You have a couple, yeah. yeah it's I've got weird. A couple as well. Anyway, they, they, there seems to be a lot more people that are coming out as transgender. I feel like it's because it's supported. Don't ever feel like you're not supported. If you do, if you do feel bad, if you are having troubles, come to Critapocalypse because I will talk to you in an honest manner. I won't make jokes. That joke was mean and it was cruel, and I feel like maybe I need to have an exorcism because I think I've talked about Seth MacFarlane for too long and it's in my soul. It's in me. Well, I was going to talk about BoJack Horseman. Well, let's talk about BoJack Horseman. Bojack Horseman is a series where you, an animal Jenny, tries Jenny. to have sex with all sorts of other animals and people. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, first series of Bojack Horseman was excellent. Really good series that, like... <laughs> oh, that's, that's no, it was. It was excellent. Um, that jumped back and forth between, like, comedy and, like, proper drama every now and again. It had a proper it's soul very cliched, it. though. It was brilliant, it man. Was very cliched, And the second though. series is is excellent. Like... The second series is less cliché. Yeah, the second series is entirely about a man who's succeeded and he's still not happy and he doesn't know why and he's trying to figure out what's what's messing him up the whole way through it and he goes to some dark places trying yeah. to figure this out throughout the series. It's um, just like, you know the line in The Dark Knight? Yeah. Where the Joker says that, that if I was a, a dog chases cars all day long but if he mm. caught one, he wouldn't know what to do with it. This yeah. is essentially just the breakdown of the dog that's bought the car, that's bit the car, it's found the car, it's done it. But what what does that mean to yeah. it? Like it has this goal that it's achieved, but what next? They've made this show that like it's still setting up threads for later on, and it's oh, still yeah. building yeah. things, and it's never finished building the world. It's constantly doing things. It keeps glossing over the questions you might ask, like why are the animals and people having sex with each other, and why isn't this a problem? It yeah. finally answers the question of how what meat do people eat in this yeah. series? Those chickens bred yeah. for food, yeah. And then there's chickens bred to be smart. You're just walking around and going, Bucka! Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, you can book Beck. Book Beck! <laughs> <laughs> um, what is the name of the guy that, play, that Aaron Paul plays? Um, fucking Todd. Todd. Yeah, who gets yeah. replaced with a dictator in one episode. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, the series is excellent. They made Mr. Peanut Butter a bit more likable, this series. He was likable before. He was, he was just like, stupid. Yeah, he was just yeah. It was simple. But they've um, given him, like, he's got a bit more heart to him, and the whole story arc with him and Diane and what happens with them. And Do they, like, Is their relationship over? No, no, because he invites her back home, doesn't he? At that's the end. what I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought. Because all sorts of stuff, and he was like, yeah, just come back. It's, that's one of the things I don't like about Bojack Horseman. It's kind of hard to tell when a character is sincere and when they are acting of their own volition. You know they're sincere because the music stops playing and everything goes quiet. <laughs> um, Mr. Peanut Butter was lovely though. I like the yeah. fact, I love the um, 
the fact they allude to breeds as well. Like, yeah. there are breeds of dog. And he's like, I, I'm very loyal. I'm part Labrador. Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, the whole Bill Cosby episode where oh yeah the hip- Henry Hippopotamus and he's uh, revealing the attacks that he's done on women yeah. and it's like eight of these women have accused him and no one no one seems to want to bring him down like mirroring the whole Bill Cosby thing where just recently he admits that he drugged women in court apparently he drugged them and paid them yeah they were where they were taking drugs but he did pay them yeah but he admits that he's drugged women for sex and stuff and now everyone's gone oh maybe we should take pay attention to this it's like you didn't pay attention when, like, what was it, 40 women or something came forward? I paid attention. Terrible human being. Um, I think they regretted making Bojack's character in the TV series of Bill Cosby clone. They you didn't. Know. No, it was a full house clone. Well, he's got the Bill Cosby sweater. He's got the Bill yeah. Cosby sweater, but that's because everyone, John Stamos had that sweater in full yeah, house. Yeah, true. <laughs> that's a different, it was just a sweater. Yeah. Uncle Phil had sweaters. Uncle Phil. Good old Uncle Phil. He's dead. Yeah. It's been a really good series, and it goes to some nice places here and there. It has a really nice did exploration you, of characters. Did you like the episode where uh, where uh, what was his what's his um, what's his manager's name? I need to pee. Princess Caroline. Princess Caroline found out about her boyfriend being uh, being a kid. Well, she didn't find out he was being a kid. She still that thinks that he isn't. Right. Stole them. Stole them. Anyway, season two of BoJack Horseman was excellent. Matt's gone for a piss. So I'm going to drink more Copperberg. Yeah, the way it does jumps back and forth between comedy and deeply serious, deeply serious drama. It's an actual proper dramedy. It's not one of these ones where it's like there's this boring ass drama and every now and again they chuck in a joke. They go full comedy and they go full drama and they make sure that it segues between the two perfectly. Um, and Bojack's like a really interesting character who could easily not be a horse, could be played by anyone. And that's what makes it important. They don't make the fact they're animals the joke. Um, they use it occasionally. Because, you know, you gotta. If you can get away with a joke about, like, you know, cats being cats, then you should. But yeah, I highly recommend Bojack Horseman Season 2, which is on the Netflix now. Now we're going to wait for Matt to come back and I'm going to drink some more cider. <laughs> We're waiting for you to start your review for the last 15 seconds. Can I not talk about Bojack Horseman for a brief minute? I don't know, can you? I can talk about Bojack Horseman for a brief second. Um, Yeah, one of the things I had, one of the complaints I had for the first series that was it, it it felt quite cliched. We'd seen that sort of redemption story from an ageing star. You used cliche to frame the device. You did. To surprise you with the drama. the, The problem was that a lot of the jokes were around the creatures they were playing and what job they did and stuff like that. I love the whole build up to, um, Liz Gecko. Yeah, it turns out this gecko's just a person. <laughs> and I, I don't mind that whatsoever, but the problem was that uh, it was too long. The series was too long. 12 episodes for the first series? Yeah. This series, 10 episodes. It's 12. 12 again? Yeah. Oh, it I felt say. shorter. See, even yeah. it felt shorter, it felt quicker. And it was nice. The episodes that... are all 25 minutes long. The first series, the episodes jump about a bit in length. Oh, really? Yeah, some, one of them's like 35 minutes long, I think. But, um, but I really liked it. It felt great. It felt um, unified. Like they had a goal, they had a target. It wasn't as meandering. They weren't following the cliches, and it was free to just do what it wanted. And it was fucking awesome. Really, really like um, Henry Li- Henry Winkler is still a star there. Yeah, and I love. He was um, in that one episode of uh, was it not CSI? Yeah, Law and Order. Um, <laughs> and I, I just um, yeah, the universe feels. I like really want a 
t- actual game show of Hol- Hollywood celebrities. What do they know? Do they know things? Let's find out. <laughs> yeah, with um, with Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, present created by JD Salinger. Actually, Daniel Radcliffe yeah. as well. Well, he was in the last series, wasn't he? Was he? Yeah, remember there's a party one. And he gives oh, Daniel yeah, Radcliffe like, advice really, but... really briefly. That's yeah. he actually references that as well, doesn't he? Mm. Oh, that's pretty cool. I love the, the whole, joke as well. Like, me. Yeah, it's like it's like oh, I'm not really Bojack. Horseman? I'm not. I don't, I don't remember you. Oh, Diane! <laughs> Diane, how's your mum's pie in the end? Oh, how's it going? Like um, Lisa Kudrow's character. Really. Yeah, that was really cool. The woman in the coma. Yeah, which she's is in like, coma for if I years. don't stop clicking on stuff, if I stop clicking on stuff for 90 seconds, it charges me $5 <laughs> per minute. I was like, that's great. That's actually how. It's a joke about apps as well. It's great. Apps. Really good. It was apps. an apps, apps joke. It was an apps, apps joke. Yeah. But um, excellent series, man. Yeah, really, really good. I highly recommend it. And Netflix is so fucking cheap. It just—I don't understand people not having it. I would like it if they had some good films on there. Just, just one or two. Just... You know what's really weird? They've got more older films. I would say were good than newer films. I would say were bad, though. They've got a lot of asylum crap and a lot of yeah, but just asylum terrible crap, shit, I, I assume eyeballs it's... and that sort of thing. Yeah, I don't true. need zombie ass toilet of the dead on Netflix. I would quite like a collection of Yasujiro Ozu films, please. I Maybe some like, David Lynch or some Cronenberg. I would like it if I could watch every Tetsuo the Iron Man film yeah. in a row. There's no X-Files on there anymore. They took X-Files off. Oh. I was going to sit and watch the X-Files before the new series starts in January. Netflix? I have to try, but apparently Hola Unblocker's very um, dodgy right now. Really? Yeah, apparently it's like um, breaking your data open. and. Well, no, just it use it with uh, HTML5. Use uh, Firefox instead of Chrome. I'm not using Firefox because last time I used Firefox, remember I got that thing installed on my uh, computer that fucked it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Firefox, you in trouble. I'm sticking with Chrome now. All right, fair enough. Well, I am on Firefox again. Um, until Spartan comes along. Spartan? The new Internet Explorer for Windows 10. It's called Spartan? Yep. God, give up on Halo Internet. No, Halo's great. No, anyway. Um, my next review... My my next review is your last about, review, isn't it? My last review is it? My final review. You started, didn't you? Yeah, I did. So this is my final review. That's sad. I'm gonna miss you guys when you're gone. No, we'll be back again in two weeks, though. And then after those two weeks, we'll be back for our year anniversary. Get on with it. All right. Um, my last review is going to be my weekend in Asgard. So anyway, oh, I was waiting for my weekend at Bernie's. Damn it! <laughs> it's funny you say that. So four, the Odin son died when we were hanging out. Apparently, apparently his race of beings don't handle cocaine great. Shit. So he died, and we had to go and see Odin and explain the situation. But Odin thought he was still alive thanks to a conveniently placed belt. So whole situation happened. So it's weekend at Asgard or weekend at Odin Sons, depending on where you go. Finland, it's called Odin Sun because that's a more recognisable name. But anyway, we hung out. We pretended that Thor was still alive. There were some hijinks. Andrew McCarthy was there. Which one's Andrew McCarthy? The one who wasn't in House 2. Wow. House 2 is a great film. House Party 2. With Kid and Play. With Kid and Play. (laughs) And the old condom. Where he takes out the thing and it's dust. It's like, oh, oh no. Um, my last review is actually going to be for the um, for the Xbox Live title So Many Me, which was free this month, along with Black Flag, which we have spoken about previously and recommended highly because it is a fantastic game, especially for yeah, free. Black Flag's albums are really good. You mean Anti-Flag? No, Black Flag. They did TV Party. Alkaline Trio? 
No, Black Flag. <gasps> we got nothing Looking to for do. corpses, just in for friends. Played up the flowers. Alkaline Trio suck. I like Alkaline Trio, sir. Take that back now, you uh, cad. You fucking whore. Do <laughs> um, <laughs> you know we can all agree on suck? What? Lost Profits. Yeah. It doesn't matter how good they might have been. <laughs> their lead singer, <laughs> their lead singer tried to fuck a baby. <laughs> I like the way. I like the way you go. It doesn't matter how good they used to be. They were never good. Ian Watkins, Benoit, that entire group, man. They were never good. You know who's also Benoit themselves? Who? Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. He's well and truly Benoit himself today. He's a racist. Anyway, review. Hulk Hogan doesn't so like black men. people. He yes. says that he does. He felt uncomfortable wrestling black people. <laughs> Fuck, it's because they're massive sometimes wangers. Sometimes you keep your thoughts inside, mate. No, you don't. Not if your thoughts are hidden by a thin skin from a hot dog. He's <laughs> fucking red. Anyway, He's so many me. Um, it's a nice little puzzle game. It's, it's, the idea of it is that you are like a piece of pollen from a large body of pollen, and you're searching for other pollen, and then the other pollen helps you to get past things with puzzles based around abilities that you unlock as you unlock more friends. It's very sweet. It's very cute. It's a fine game. I would give it a Henry Winkler. That was a quick review. And, uh, yeah, I'd recommend it. It's free, so why not play it? Is it like you sort of like flower or something? Or is it no, like no, like, okay, so you know... Puzzly. You know like Kirby, um, Kirby's Dreamland? One of them, yeah. Yeah, the first Kirby's Dream Land on the yeah. Game Boy. So it's a platformy, puzzly. Yeah, it's a platformy, puzzly sort of thing. But instead of having one Kirby, you've got multiple Kirby's, and depending on which ones you've got, you can use different abilities. And instead of your rock going down to smash enemies, it stays in the air. So it's it not how rocks work. Oh, so it could be like a platform. And it's you know, there's other bits and pieces. Though. There's one that can make you float, and there's one that can give you a double jump. And it's it's just it's a sweet little thing. It doesn't. I mean. I wouldn't say it was ever worth 15 quid because that's the usual stuff. charging yeah. for it. Fucking hell. I wouldn't ever say it's worth 15 quid but it is worth a play if you can get it for free. Do you remember well, Xbox Live Arcade games were all like four or six quid and they were all like really small, simple, little games? Yeah, well do you remember that Dead Rising Off the Record cost... No, Dead Rising... Dead Rising two... Off the Record was dead cheap. Not Dead Off the Record, was it? It was the prequel Code yeah. Zero. Code Zero. Yeah, so that was £2. Mission pounds. Zero. 200, 200 Microsoft yeah. points are like £1.67. I loved it. That was a really good game. I played through yeah, it like three or four times. I suppose they had to, though. Downloadable games were getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Because like um, Castlevania, they had to get special permission to make it a 250 meg game. Yeah, but that they? was back in like 2006. Yeah. Castlevania Symphony Night is still probably the best thing they've ever put on Xbox Live ever. Because I That's fucking love that Zero. Game. Whatever it was called. K-Zero is really good. Wasn't K-Zero Resident Evil? Oh, who fucking cares? So... Oh, um, there is there is one other thing that I'd like to talk about, because I've reviewed so many me. I feel like I've been good. I want to talk to you quickly. I say quickly. About like... Jesus. Nah. Jesus. Have you accepted Jesus as your personal slave? Nah, I haven't bumped into any of the um, Mormons recently. No, nor have I. They seem to avoid me now. Yeah. I mean, it's long hair. <laughs> um, so, no, Anne, I was going to ask you a question. They recently announced that Resident Evil Zero was going to get a re-release. Oh, yeah. In HD. Never played that. That's you never play. played Resident Evil It's the one I need to play. It's one of my favourite Resident Evil games. It's the one games. in the train, isn't it? But, we've spoken about Resident Evil before. <laughs> but. Resident Evil 1. Yeah. We're going to now talk about Silent Hill. Oh. What's your favourite Silent Hill game? Never played them. What? I played them, but I can't play them for long enough to say that I could form a proper opinion. Okay, which ones those games played? tense the shit out of me. Really? Yeah, I can't stand like weird noises and shit. I can't bother See, with See, they're great games though. Silent Hill 2, I know what Silent Hill 2 and Silent Hill 1 I played, but 
Silent Hill 2 is one yeah. of my favourite games of all time. I had the Silent Hill 1 demo, and I remember playing that a few times and just being creeped out by the thing. You get through the hospital and then it stopped. Yeah, but it was the um, walking down an alleyway hearing this creeping noise, creep, squeaking noise, and you get down there, there's a wheelchair with wheels yeah. spinning. Like, those ones, stuff like that, Project Zero and all that, like, they all just mess with my head. Like, really? yeah, I can't get on with it. And um, Condemned. I love Condemned. Yeah, I like my horror games a bit more like Resident Evil, where it's a bit more sort of like splatter horror. Yeah. But creepy horror, I'm just like I'm not having fun playing it. I got, I, oh, fair enough. No, yeah. I, I I love anything like that. I think I'm I think I'm striving to freak myself out most of the time. <laughs> they should do a, a, a game based on the website Rotten.com. No, they shouldn't. <laughs> no, no one should do that. I always I always wanted to see a game in which you there was no combat. There's but um, not like Outlast and not like and not is it like a game called Amy. It was that terrible. Was awful. Yeah, that had combat. And uh, Silent Hill Shattered Memories has no combat. No, it does. No, the Wii one. The one where you've got the whole psychiatrist. The one they played on Game Grumps like, over Christmas about no a year combat. and a half. No combat. You run from everything. There's oh, no, really? Yeah, no combat in it. See, I didn't want that. I don't want it where you can run. I want it to be a completely... Um, completely I would class Limbo as a horror game. You know that spider thing in Limbo in the first few minutes? Yeah, fuck that, that thing. me out. <laughs> Apparently, they had to cut down some of the deaths because they were Peggy were like, "This is a bit too much, mate." Really? Yeah, because you can't tell it's a child. It could be a midget. <laughs> it's Peter Dinklage. <laughs> <laughs> it's Gary Oldman in tiptoes. It's Gary Oldman in tiptoes. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. Imagine that. That just the image of that alone is, is hmm. entertaining enough. Help yourself to another copy bag. I will eventually. Do I have one now? Because we're going to go cook in a second. Because I, I need to talk about my next review. Have you got another review? Yeah, because I've got one more left. Oh, shit, yeah, sorry, I've just hijacked the time. The big review. I'm really sorry. The big review. The big review. The big review for this week. Ant-Man. Ant-Man. It's the tiny review. All right, Very tiny. You go, you Um, go, and then I'll talk. I really liked Ant-Man. So did I. It very clearly was an Edgar Wright script and a Joe Cornish script. It had their fingerprints all over it, and you could possibly tell where Peyton Reed and who was the other guy? They got someone else in, didn't they? Came in and put their fingers in there to get the um, Avengers content in their spoilers. There's some Avengers references. Um, some of the think, references are really nice. Do you think Falcon nice. Fight was in there before they got older? No, I doubt that was in there when Edgar Wright was writing. I reckon that's probably the thing that got him to leave. Because you need to have the thing where he tests his powers and all that, but does it have to be an Avengers facility? <laughs> Don't you kind of wish that it was Iron Man? I think that would have been a bit too much. I quite like Falcon, though, because I, I like Falcon, Falcon needs Falcon's more of, stuff. Like Right now, Falcon's one of my favourite heroes. And yeah. if Rick Remander... Rick, Rick and he's Reminder, good at comedy. Like, Rick Remander, Remainder. If he gets his own... If he gets to write a script for one of these films, Falcon will hmm. be one of the best Marvel films. Yeah. Without a doubt. But he's... Like, the guy who plays Anthony Mackie, he's like quite natural comedy guy. Oh, yeah. And friggin' having that sequence, that fight sequence, which was funny and yeah. brilliantly action-packed, is like... He's so good at charisma and warmth, hmm. and it's nice to have that sort of range. I do like when I watched it though. Like some of the stuff's amazing. CG of spoilers for the start of the film, but fuck, it's the first scene. Um, young CGI Michael Douglas was a pretty damn incredible effect. I was like, shit, because you think like you go back a few years and you watch Tron Legacy <laughs> and CGI Jeff Daniels is a very good effect, but it's like it sticks out. It looks like he looks like that guy from. Do you remember Star Trek? <laughs> the, the guy that could turn to a Odo. snake Odo. <laughs> um, Odo but no he's because that effect is really good but to me when I see that I kind of give it a bit of leeway because the film is set inside a digital universe and if he's recreated himself within the digital universe he's probably not going to look exactly human so I kind of give him a little bit of leeway that he's yeah. a bit uncanny valley well, well, then, but the CGI Michael the... Douglas was brilliant like yeah. the lips were a little bit off but do you see how they did it 
No, because the motion cap. Michael Douglas was in there. The motion cap. The eyes and the yeah. mouth are him. Yeah. And then it's just the skin smooth. It's almost yeah. like uh, they do for models. Yeah. It's really good. Really but it was cool. a very good effect. And um, I preferred older. I Michael do like Douglas they brought back John Slattery as um, old yeah. as older Howard Stark. That was cool. It would have been very easy to get Dominic what's his face and. It would have been. Old man makeup him up, but that ties it to Iron Man 2, which is the last time John Slattery and John Slattery's an underrated character actor. Fucking should be in more stuff. He was in friggin' probably the only good thing about uh, the inform what's it called? The something bureau? The, the adjustment. adjustment bureau. Probably the only good thing in that film. I like that film. Yeah. It's alright. It's a silly film, but it it's well done. Hmm. It's it's Mackie well shot as well. Yeah, he is. He's the he's the uh, guy that helps yeah. him. Yeah. I love um, Anthony Mackie. But then it's a heist movie, days. pure and simple, and it does do a lot of build-up, and I like that it built up. And mm. one of the things I really like was that's the first time we've had a superhero in the Marvel Universe that is just a regular guy who's been flung into something way bigger than him. The closest to that is Captain America. He got a sickly guy, but he was... He's like, Falcon. as soon as he gets his superpowers, he's instantly fighting Nazis. Falcon's in the closest we've got. Yeah, but he hasn't got his own film. I mean, like, actually following yeah. their own thread. But Falcon I was really quite well want Falcon to have his own. I want him to take over his Captain America. Yeah. You could at least chuck him in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for a week or something. No, right. he deserves more than that. <laughs> yeah. Even if he had a film that only costs... Alright, so what is the average... What is the average... Like, There's rate? Marvel films. They're spending yeah. like 150, 200 million each one. 20 mil you can make a Wasn't Avengers 2 the biggest budget film ever made? Falcon, you can make a decent film for 20 mil. And it would basically be Falcon Not is a these human, days. he'd be a human being <laughs> broken down. Like shield like we need to send you in. You could probably do a Hawkeye film for twenty million. You could do a Falcon film. Falcon you got flying wings and CGI. No, don't need the flying fucking... wings. Don't need the flying wings. He's not wings. Falcon if he's not flying. Yeah, he is. He Falcon is a highly trained operative. But it's Falcon. He's an incredibly well trained operative. Film. <laughs> Take Captain America. Hmm. Captain America didn't have to have his shield for Captain America two to be a great film. Take away Captain America and mm. replace that with Falcon, it's still a great film. Yeah. If you took Falcon and had him infiltrate the remainder of S.H.I.E.L.D. as a S.H.I.E.L.D. operative working with Hydra within the ranks of S.H.I.E.L.D., that'd be incredible. He needs to fly. He can fly. Say say the lot, say the finale, he has to escape an exploding complex. But there isn't any sort of like, it's not like, say it's a piss take, a bit like the Thomas the Tank Engine scene in Ant-Man. Spoilers <laughs> for anyone who hasn't seen the fucking trailer. But imagine if it's a bit like that where he's flying out. There's this incredible fire shooting out everywhere. It's like, oh my God, he's, he might not make it. And then just as he comes out, he launches himself out, tucks the wings in, launches himself out, a small escape hatch. And as he launches himself out, all you see is an incredibly far away distance shot. And just like, there's like this tiny bit of fire shoots out the end of this like escape hole. And then he just flies off towards S.H.I.E.L.D. Towards the Triskelion. It's a bit late for that now. No, it's not too to late. He fly everywhere. He's out, man. Not Ant-Man, he's Falcon. He, he doesn't to fly need everywhere. to fly. That isn't what makes the hero the hero. Rick Remainder it understands that. what makes him Falcon. No. <laughs> That's just his name. And in the comics, he's named Falcon because he can communicate to a fucking bird. In the old ones. If he didn't have wings, then he needs to be Falcon because he's hanging out with a falcon. He can talk to falcons. It's like Aquaman wouldn't stop being Aquaman because he can talk to fish. He put kind of wood. He'd be, he'd be fish dude. No one likes he'd Aquaman. He'd still be Aquaman. He'd still be in the water hanging out. It's Jason Momoa, isn't it? Jason Aquaman. Momoa. It's Carl Drogo. Yeah. He should be Lobo. He should. Either him or The Rock should be Lobo. Ron Perlman should be Lobo. Fuck yeah. Ron Perlman in the 80s and 90s maybe. Now. Ron Perlman now. Because <laughs> he's got the grey hair already. He just yeah, needs true. to grow out. But, um, Charlie Hudham. Yeah. <laughs> um, <no. laughs> Ant-Man is just like really enjoyable, fun adventure film. Wait. Has some silliness. You're doing this wrong. Give us a plot synopsis. No spoilers. Tell us what happens. 
Steve Lang is a guy who steals some shit, breaks into places and steals some shit. How do we meet Steve Lang and... He gets released from prison. What happens whilst he's in prison? He punches a dude in the face. No, he doesn't. That's about all that happens. We he don't gets see punched much. in the face. Yeah, and he punches a guy back. And he punches the guy back and he says what? And he leaves. No, no, what does he say to all the people? He loves that guy. I can't remember. He, says he, says, he says, you guys have a really weird way of saying goodbye. Yeah. And then, cut to Scott Lang. What's he trying to do? I don't know. Well, no, he tries to go straight. Yeah. How does he do that? He goes to work at Baskin Robbins. Okay, and what happens at Baskin Robbins? They find out. Find out what? I don't need all that. I, he's a guy yeah. who made a career breaking into places and steals some shit. But when he gets let out of prison. Yep. He tries to break into a place and steal some shit, steals a suit. Yep. And then Hank Pym's like, yo, I need you to break into a place and steal some shit for me. And yep. he's like, I can do that. But as why, a man. why does he break into the place and steal some shit? To get the yellow jacket. No. Before that, the first time, when he goes... To home. help his daughter. There's yeah. a nice little daughter thing going on. His daughter is incredibly cute, isn't she? She's lovely. Don't say that, man. Not in a sex way. Disgusting. No, she's adorable. Right, Ian Watkins. She is adorable. <laughs> she's incredibly adorable. I do love... Adorable. Um, she's a great actress as well. There's, like, the friggin' fight going on. Yeah, she's... And it cuts... Just... You just see this epic battle going on. Yeah. And then it cuts back and she's watching a train set with these lasers blowing up yeah. things, like, just from distance. Um, do you... Um, so should we go into spoiler territory for the last nah. like cuz we can just do nah. 2 minutes cuz I genuinely need to ask you a question. I think a lot of people are going to ask your opinion on this because it's going no to be like spoilers no one for 1 minute 26 seconds. Peyton Reed. Yeah. Is the name of the bad guy as well? No, he's the director. Who's Peyton the bad Reed's guy? Director. The bad guy in it was fucking what's his face? I forgot his fucking No, no, fuck it anyway. Yellow jacket. Yeah. Do you like the uh, the twist that the pin particles are affecting his mind? Well, that was their excuse for how they can explain away that Hank Pym's a little bit of a dick. He's a wife. Because you couldn't have him beating his wife in in a Marvel film nowadays. But they want to make out that maybe the particles mess with someone's brain and all this sort of stuff. But it works very quickly on what's his face. At that point, he has never shrunk using the particles. He's only been in there. You don't know, really. You think he's kind of messed around with shit a lot. No, because you don't. You don't know. Because he gets in the yellow jacket and that's the first time he shrinks. I don't know if it is. I because reckon he's probably done it already. Probably. You reckon? Yeah. Because there's no allusion to that. Because he knows how to use that costume very well. Well, he knows how to use the lasers. Hmm. Hey, do you, uh, do, were you hoping for a little Doc Ock cameo? Like, mm, I was hoping that they'd have like one of the arms and they'd have it spliced open when they were no, getting the technology. They can't have him in there. <laughs> but, um, but no, um, spoilers over now. That was 1 minute 26 seconds. How good was that? No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. It was one minute, ten seconds. Anyway, All right. Well, it's close. It was a good film. I enjoyed the shit out of it. It very much feels like an Edgar Wright film at time, but I don't think Peyton Reed's got the editing skills, the no. shooting skills to make those jokes exactly also, work. He he clearly followed the test the test footage for shrinking yeah. from Edgar Wright, but then he couldn't do it himself in the fight scene. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Yeah, he just sort of pops into vision. Yeah. Poof, yeah. Well, in the if you if you watch it like really carefully, the um, the scenes where it's Edgar Wright's like stuff and it's very heavily influenced by him, you can see different versions of him as he shrinks down, like yeah, layers. Yeah. Yeah. But when it goes to Peyton Reed's, finale, well, Edgar Wright didn't direct any of it though. I know, but he had he had basically set the groundwork. He had almost yeah. But Edgar Wright did that test footage ages yeah. ago. Yeah. And the test footage follows that idea where he shrinks yeah. down to tight. But when Peyton Reed's final fight scene comes, it's just yeah. Just straight away, big to small. He's got no trouble getting big, that Scott Lang. No, he doesn't. No. How good was the uh, backstory scene, though? The thing with the nuke, nuke going? Yeah. I thought that was really good. It I'm reminded just... me of um, Saints Row. When you <laughs> climb up the side of the nuke. <laughs> yeah. 
and uh, don't want to miss a things plane. Yeah, for anyone who for anyone who missed that, I just built pear Copperberg on myself. Is it Century Four? It was Century yeah, Four. I, was, yes, I haven't got that game. I only played Johnny, it weekend. Johnny, I'm going down with a bomb. What? I could stay. I'm going down with a bomb. Just to hear you. It's incredible. That opening sequence is amazing. It was amazing. It was really good. Saints Row 4 is actually, some of the jokes in that are great. It's just the boss battle at the end let it down. I didn't get that far for it. Because I, I played it on the free weekend, so I played Would as much like as I could. Would you like to borrow it? I've got it on the Xbox 360. Played, I've got a save file on PC now. Oh. I'm waiting for a good sale on Steam and I'll buy it. But um, anyway, that was episode 21. I'll give Ant-Man a pull rod. Yeah, I give Ant-Man a pull rod. Really surprised. He's already got a pull rod. He was great in that. Yeah. Really didn't expect him to be that good. Yeah, I like his insistence that they call the Avengers first. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Douglas was good. Michael yeah, Pena was incredible. Yeah, that was interesting. Michael Pena at the end as their his whole explaining what's going on and No, not even that. Where he's like where he's like, "Oh shit, I forgot that guy." <laughs> he goes back to get, he's better than Superman. Yeah. He goes back to go and save the guy. That That's one thing in the Marvel films they remember to rescue people. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Superman didn't do that. I love. Oh, actually, thinking about it, you know the Avengers. Yeah, there's a whole sequence Avengers, with them Avengers two. People. I miss it, what I missed in Avengers two. They had in Avengers one. Fucking Greenhorns, Captain America falling into the stage. He's like, "Ma'am, I really need you to just <laughs> like everyone stay safe." Shit, there's an alien. The alien throws a grenade and he uses shield to protect himself and then flies out fucking... Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, God. What's next on the Marvel? Civil War, isn't it? That's next. Civil War's next. Um, We've also, after that, got Black Panther. Yeah. But um, we've got Fantastic Four this year. I think Spider-Man comes in quite quickly, doesn't it? Yeah. But I'm looking forward to Fantastic Four. I'm not. It's based on the Ultimate Universe and I'm a really big fan of the Ultimate Universe. I've got a feeling it's going to be fucking terrible. Yeah. Anyway, that's Crit Apocalypse episode 21. Thank you for following us. If you like the podcast, please like, comment, subscribe. If you don't, let us know why. Let us know what we can change. We're fickle human beings. We're more than happy to change ourselves. You can find us at, Cine- uh, at Crit Apocalypse on uh, Twitter or at LV54 Space Monkey. That's Anne. If there's any questions you have, any biting concerns, anything, please let us know through iTunes or any of the other formats we're on currently. We really need your help to perfect... I don't perfect. think I've checked the iTunes thing for ages. You There's no don't reviews, do don't anything. I've already tried. <laughs> um, there is absolutely nothing we're willing to do to make you happy, because you are the people we're There's absolutely nothing we're going to do to make people happy. Exactly. <laughs> uh, this is our yeah, venting, this you. is our situation. We we love the fact that people do listen to us, because there are a few listeners out there, but we hope you have a great day. And, you know, good day to you all. What? 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 And Warren says what? Ha ha! Ah! Let's do it once more. I'm gonna pee again! Okay. Bye. Bye!